Hello, 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 everyone. Um, welcome to Senor uh, Nerd Podcast. I'm uh, I'm Raul, and I'm introducing this episode for you guys. Uh, and I'm joined along with Carlos and Ramon. What's going hey. on, guys? What's yeah. up, what's up? And in this episode, we're actually going to review the Ant-Man and, and the Wasp, Quantumania, which we saw this weekend. And we'll, we'll, you know what our thoughts are, what we liked and didn't like, and, and overall our thoughts. So, oh. so, so what are your thoughts? Let me tell you all the reasons why I hated this movie and why I think DC is going to be the best movies, like bring out the best <laughs> movies going forward. No, actually, no, I actually uh, came out of this movie loving it a lot, man. I've been really kind of sad, disappointed with the previous Marvel movies that we've gotten. Like, the, especially the Thor one really let me down and it kind of broke my heart that it wasn't what I expected it to be, especially where it had a billion like Christian Bale. So coming into this movie, I had sort of like low expectations on what, you know, my enjoyment of the movie was going to be. But actually, I don't know if it was the fact that I saw it with you three beautiful men or if it was the fact that it, the movie actually resonated with me a lot. But I did come out of this movie like enjoying it. And I was really positive on everything about it. And I'm actually excited for what's going to come in the future with, with these characters again. Yeah, man, I, I definitely agree. I mean, um, kind of like what you said, too, about like kind of being let down a little bit by the last couple um, Marvel movies, uh, even Wakanda Forever being the most recent one I saw, you know, again, not hating on it, definitely still enjoyed a lot of it because, you know, true fans here, but just in general, kind of, you know, not, not that exciting Thor also was another one that was just kind of a little bit too comedic at points. Um, but no, this one hit like, it actually felt really good. Like I remember if being done and I was like, please don't say anything bad about this movie. I'm like, it was fun. <laughs> Obviously critics are always going to be critics. There's always going to be things to nitpick, but I think overall impression to begin with pretty good. No, definitely. Yeah. And, and to contrast you guys a little bit, um, <laughs> oh, no. I, I, I don't necessarily think it was good, but it was fine. It, it's, it's kind of what you expect. Um, it's, it's bigger Ant-Man. Um, I, I loved the the villain. Jonathan Majors was, was the best part, in my opinion. But uh, so far, like in 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 Phase Four um, uh, of the MCU, I think that there's really only been two like good movies, and that was the Spider Man and the uh, and the the last Black Panther because I thought Black Panther was good, and then yeah. all the other ones have been fine to okay. No, no, I agree. So I mean, I mean, like the Doctor Strange movie. It was a really good movie, and I liked the director on it. I just mm -hmm. expected a lot more with the multiverse, and I kind of was disappointed by that aspect of it, especially when you come from, like, seeing everything everywhere at everything all at once, or is that what it's called, the movie? And everything then, everywhere all at once. Yeah, and then Rick and Morty, so I kind of expected them to, like, play around with that a little bit more. So, you know, again, I did enjoy Doctor Strange. I kind of did not enjoy Thor. Uh, Black Panther, I thought it was a good movie and it was really respectful of what it was trying to do, especially with, you know, the whole grieving of um, Chad Boseman. Um, and in this movie, I did like it a lot. You know, I think I told you guys before, like the first Ant-Man was one of my favorite movies. I don't have a listing of like my favorite movies when, you know, all these the Marvel movies started coming out. But I remember going to see Ant-Man twice in the movie theater, really enjoying the whole concept of it. And I said in the past that I think part of the reason for my enjoyment of the first one was because Edgar Wright, um, which you guys might know from like Scott Pilgrim, had a lot to do with that, with that process of the first movie. Second one, I haven't revisited since I started movie theaters, but I remember not loving that one. So just the fact that this one sort of did give me more enjoyment than the second Ant-Man gave me, I did think that I did come out more positive than, you know, what I expected to come out once the movie was done with. 
Yeah, and and I mean, like, I, a good one that you brought up was Doctor Strange, that last one. You know, again, I really enjoyed the director. Evil Dead is one of my favorite series uh, kind of growing up and watching those. And it had really great elements, but, you know, something with that movie that I felt, like, you know, similar to you that this one did, or that this one did, is that in Doctor Strange, I feel like it was just a very story that happened way within itself. Um, but even then, it wasn't, like, a great story. It wasn't something, like, that really kind of benefited the MCU in a bigger way. You know, there was no bigger villain being cast. It was just kind of, you know, Wanda, Doctor Strange, you know, who who even remembers, uh, what's, her, what's her name, uh, America Chavez? Like, America you know, Chavez, yeah. it's, it's like, you know, she was insignificant to the overall thing. Like, so that movie just kind of fell short. You know, some really cool graphics there and, and visuals and things to, like, experience. Yeah, but this movie definitely I feel like even though it's still kind of a build up to what's going to happen in the continuing movies I feel like setting up again character development is huge and even though it's not going to be the same King in the next couple movies it's still the whole overall persona of King and who he's going to be so to me this movie was really impactful because you really took the one character that we got to meet in Loki and now you develop him like a step further right using another one of his variants but dude that that was probably my favorite part is just you know you, you saw a good story beginning to end yeah it wasn't amazing but it was a fun story it, it developed it started and it ended um and then you had some beautiful like visuals like oh, I was super impressed with everything having to do with the whole quantum uh, realm um, you know, everything looked like clouds, floating, deconstructed planets. Like, it was just a beautiful, right? you know, giant-ass bugs, animals. Uh, it was so beautiful. So it was, it was kind of like, you know, we had mentioned, like, going to see Avatar and being let down. But it was great because of the visuals. This is kind of a similar but better experience where I love the visuals. And at least it had a story that was more fulfilled, more fulfilling than Avatar was. So overall, like I said, that's probably my reason why I enjoyed it. It was visuals, character development again, and then, you know, Ant-Man. So <laughs> love me some Paul Rudd. Yeah, and and that that's a part of that is prob- probably part of my issue with it because, like, the Ant-Man movies are, are, are different than the rest of the MCU movies because of, of the type of comedy that they use. It's a little bit different. And, like, I, I, I love Paul Rudd. Um, and I completely loved Jonathan Majors. Uh, but besides them, like all the other characters were kind of like, eh, to me, yeah. uh, partly. But, but like, I, I, I loved some of the humor in it. I, I thought it looked great. Um, I, I, I generally liked the concept. I loved, loved, loved Jonathan Majors. I think he's going to be a great villain for, for like the whole phase and the whole like, uh, section or whatever until the, the, the Kang. Uh, well, whatever the, yeah. the Avengers level movie is, but I, part of my issue with the Ant-Man movies is that, especially this one, is that it's a lot of kind of the same. There's not a lot of like difference besides like changing the story up a little bit. And like the point of this movie is to set up the the, the next part, dude. Just I the villain, but dude, I, I, have to, I, I mean, I have to disagree right now that you're saying like it's yeah. kind of the same. Like, how could you say it's kind of the same with the like the movie starts and it gives you like maybe ten minutes and like. The real world and then within like those 10 minutes like the next like hour and 45 or however long the movie was you're now spending it in the quantum zone like quantum um area and like yeah. i mean that itself is like something that's never been done before it looks so much different you're bringing all these different creatures honestly this movie reminded me a lot about star wars and tron 
And I love freaking Tron and I love Star Wars. And I think it was combined and it, you're adding a little bit more like you're and you're adding Ant-Man to it. So I really love the combination of like our Marvel movie, a little bit of Tron. And now you're bringing in this whole Star Wars aspect to it. And I've been a little bit like negative with the whole, you know, Marvel movies trying to do like young Avengers. But I actually did like Cassie Lang surprise to my surprise. I thought maybe she was going to be like a weak part of the story. But I, even though by the time the movie was over, like I really like her character a lot. And you got to remember the work here criticizing an ant-man movie if you go back to like 2012 the idea of this movie though it was something that people just couldn't believe that they would actually make an ant-man movie and honestly after the second one i don't think i ever thought we would even get another ant-man movie so the fact that they're still giving and this is probably like because of paul rudd they're still giving him an opportunity to like hey we're giving you a movie you're gonna start phase five and you might actually end up being like a bigger part of this whole franchise going forward yeah i I like that a lot man i like that a lot yeah it's funny because i was like dude carlos is about to say it reminds him of strange world (laughs) oh no (laughs) don't even no 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 but okay but a little bit on the visuals though it was funny because i remember like when they were introducing some of the cool creatures and stuff like that and then you meet the one blob monster and you're like this guy's like the little blobby dude in strange world um (laughs) But no, yeah, it, it is funny because, like, I did feel like it did so much. I mean, I always love, like, the the breaking the fourth wall in Ant-Man. You know, that whole intro was beautiful. And mm-hmm. I guess that we're going to start rolling into the movie and how it kind of plays out. Like, that was great. It's a great start. You know, by this point, um, he's gotten quite a bit of popularity. You know, he's Ant-Man. He's one of the Avengers. He's helped save the universe. Uh, <laughs> he's proud, proud of that, right? You know, he wrote this beautiful book that you know apparently people want to listen to uh, him read including himself because he's obviously <laughs> playing in the audio books uh i think that was great you know it's, it's kind of like starting the movie with a big old joke uh but a good joke you know so it, i think that was pretty enjoyable to begin like that you know a lot of great details within that like he was a universal what's it called the never ending employee of the month but it was employee of the, uh, <laughs> employee of the century the employee of the century like dude, that, some, some, some really good points that i just from the beginning i think it had me like laughing you know and it was something good there was something to see um and yeah like carlos mentioned it, it didn't take long you know i think I, got, I was a little scared in the beginning when they started having to deal with his daughter being in jail and i'm like oh where's this going like who's really going to be we knew who the villain was going to be but like i was kind of afraid that it was going to take place a lot even though the whole movie's called the quantum realm um i was afraid that i was going to spend too much time in the normal like universe right and that we were going to be up there dealing with some normal stuff and then yeah right away kind of went into it um some crazy stuff Yeah. What, what did you guys think about um, his daughter, Casey? Like, did you guys over, overall yes, like her performance? Did you like where she could possibly go in the future? You know, I kind of looked up, like, because, you know, she looked familiar, but I couldn't, like, exactly put her, like, where I might have seen her. But then I saw that she was in Detective Pikachu. So that's, like, the, the big movie that I've seen her in that I'm like, oh, okay. I can't say that I loved her. I kind of, like, she left a big impact for me in that movie. But I definitely did like her in this a lot. No, yeah, she was also in the, the the serial killer movie where where she changes bodies with uh Vince Vaughn. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Okay. It, it, yeah, it, because uh, so Cassie was recast because if you remember yeah. in Endgame, um, yeah. and 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 I'm I'm kind of conflicted on that mostly because of that <laughs> moment when when Ant Man comes back, and then he 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 does kind of like meet up with Cassie, and Cassie has that big moment like through the door. With 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 Paul Rudd with uh, um, Ant Man, <laughs> um, I, I like to me that that was like a beautiful moment, and then kind of like recasting it to a different character or to a different actor. Um, it, it's it's it was a little weird, 
but like I, I do like her. Um, I, I think she'll she'll be a great uh, Cassie. I like kind of the the way that they that they did it to make her kind of like a, a li- very like activist and trying mm-hmm. to like really make yeah. a big difference yeah. and kind of go to go to jail for for that purpose and kind of her uh, trying to push her dad into still being a hero regardless of of kind of where where everything is instead of instead of being so passive because if you if you remember. And uh, the reason why he wasn't in Infinity War because he was on house arrest. The same thing with with Hawkeye because they, they were really the only, the only ones with a family, so so they kind of took a step back. Uh, so so that kind of shows the the passiveness that that uh, uh, Paul Rudd's character has. Um, so so with her kind of pushing it a little bit further and kind of pushing him to to be more of a active hero instead of waiting for for the call or, or waiting for someone else to kind of make it happen. Because that's kind of what his character's done this, the whole time. Yeah. Oh, no, that's cool. And then for me, like, I mean, you know, I'm probably the one that at least kind of gets into the actors and directors, unless mm-hmm. it's someone that I'm already, like, kind of know and I like their work. But in this case, like, you know, I read a little bit about why she got switched out or why the other actress got um kind of replaced and that was her replacement. Again, irrelevant to me, <laughs> but I really enjoyed really watching her act. I feel like, you know, I think they, they made could you, tell us, could you tell us why they made that choice? I don't, well, no, I don't it, know it was why. simply like, I don't think they were planning. I think from the couple things that I read and it was just shoot the, um, the actress before then, before this one, right? After Scott Lane finally comes back and sees her all grown up, right? That actress. Um, I don't think she was ever meant to be like the like continuing in the films. Yeah, that, yeah, act, no, exactly. that actor in the yeah. films. And simply once they said, hey, we're actually going to continue developing these young stars they, to kind of be the future one, them yeah. to you, they cast as someone with like perhaps better experience and just, it's just in and general. Action I mean, stuff, yeah. yeah, and action stuff. And I, and I, you know, just, just based off Cassie's, um, the actor's actual name, uh, based off of her experience, even though it's kind of very little to us, she seems to be a little bit more versed in, you know, acting and maybe perhaps a little bit more familiar. But again, mm-hmm. regardless, once you actually watch a movie, right? Because then it's all about what she presents. Um, I think she did a really great job. I think, mm-hmm. like Raul said, you know, it was kind of believable. Like, I think from the beginning, finding out she was in jail and then finding out that she was kind of more of a, like, activist and, and you know, kind of not necessarily following her dad's footsteps, but actually the... Be, being incarcerated or being in prison for like some dumb reason um mm-hmm. just you know though scott lang was kind of more of a thief or a robber um like his stuff that he was doing but regardless it kind of seemed really funny to me right away you saw a lot of correlations between her character and then scott lang and then just kind of the similarities that they had and then he's trying to be a good dad and be like oh you shouldn't be doing that you shouldn't be doing that but he missed him is equally already had his own similar past and everything else but no i mean just throughout the movie i just i really enjoyed her performance i think she did really good i think she stepped it up you know obviously towards the end of the movie too because as she herself wore the suit and there her things to kind of prove herself um you know that that really kind of took it away i'm like okay she was good she was believable i'm not going to list any names but there's definitely some other actors that are less believable once they get to that point of like (laughs) you know and it is more of the disney shows the disney plus shows that i have a lot of problems with some of the actors i'm like Mm. oh like why yeah. <laughs> but you know and, we'll save it for another one no yeah. man and i mean like i think some of the biggest like actors in the movie that we probably want to talk about is like kang and obviously like yeah, Moda. but you know the one person that i was like really impressed with how much screen time she was on like you know she was in the movie and how phenomenal she looked man was michelle pfeiffer oh like, yeah I, I have no idea like what she's been doing for the past 10 years or like why <laughs> she looks so good 
But honest <laughs> to God, dude, she just looks so amazing. Like you could cast her as cast a cat woman all over again. And like, I wouldn't, yeah. like, I, obviously you can tell there's a little bit of time difference, but she looks great. Especially when you compare her next to um, the wasp. Like, I feel like uh-huh. that actress yeah. looked even a little bit more older than Michelle Pfeiffer. And I'm like, what's going on? Like, Michelle- Lily. Yeah, yeah, I'm like, Michelle Piper yeah. should be, like, 30 years, like, her, you know, a little bit older than her, like, a little bit more with, like, my, my the way Michael Douglas looks. But I was just really impressed with, like, Michelle Piper. I really liked what she was doing in the movie. I liked that she was kind of, like, the one with the experience. I liked the story she had with Kang, where, you know, that's kind of how the movie starts. It starts with, like, she's in her, the quantum zone, and all of a sudden, like, she sees something falling. Why she didn't take the snails to go, like, find whatever fell from the sky, I don't understand, unless the snails aren't very fast. And then you, that's when you kind of find out that she's sort of, like, rescue or at least kind of help keep Kang alive. Uh, so I really thought that she brought a lot to the story. And, uh, I mean, you guys can, like, move along, whatever you guys want. I mean, you guys no, about- no she, she was my first annoyance, and I think probably one of my only worst annoyances of the movie, not because of her or her yeah. acting or anything, but it was just the fact that she wouldn't tell him. Like, okay. Oh, dude, yeah. Well, okay, no, okay. But, that, that was annoying me because I'm like, okay, cool. They, they, they found out a little bit now, but why not tell him? Isn't it going to be, like, beneficial to them to know, right, that they're going to encounter some badass, like, villain? Or isn't it beneficial to know? that there is like a murderous like machine out there isn't it important to like you know all this information that would probably help them get out of there sooner and better and more alive and i think that was just kind of the one thing in the beginning that i'm like dude just just tell them already like just just yeah just tell them already i mean, and, I mean keep in mind you know, we wouldn't have a we wouldn't have a movie she you know if obviously that wasn't part of the plot oh so it's like, I, i'm not yeah, yeah but i'm not even saying before they got into the quantum realm i'm saying once they got into the quantum realm oh, and they started finding now why why did she still have to say i'll tell you later like tell them now like it's obviously really important for them to know they were already in the quantum realm but you know yeah it didn't last very long it, it's it was after mill uh, bill murray's uh um character finally showed up you know that's obviously everything got more revealed but yeah that's that's that was that was a little bit annoying but besides that yeah she did a great great job and i think that's what i was talking about with bill murray when he's coming out of his ship and then you kind of have the music that's kind of what reminded me of tron just real quick and you're trying to <laughs> like figure out like why i keep like referencing like it reminds me of tron but it's just like this whole idea if you think about to the ending where kang is trying to take out his army to bring him back to like wherever he wants to go that's also part of like tron you know that's exactly what the bad guy's doing he's been trapped in this world and he's trying to get out so if you like that's the similarities when i say like this movie reminded me of um, <laughs> tron, tron. Yeah. i was gonna ask yeah. Yeah, and I'm going to say something very controversial. Like, so well, don't so, do it. Don't do he, it. He, here's here's the thing. Like, so w- w- Michelle Pfeiffer's character, uh, uh, whatever Van Dyne, uh, Janet Van Dyne, like that was my biggest problem with the movie, probably. So I don't know if it was the performance or the writing, but like I, I completely agree with you, Ramon. Just like the fact that she was so adamant about not saying anything at all, even when it was like super important for her to like give some information or, or like anything but she was like so quiet and then i i also feel that she was kind of like melodramatic about it so mm-hmm. but like i don't know if she was like that because she kind of had to do whatever she could with the writing or if it was because like she was just playing it like that and it just wasn't working but i don't know like her performance kind of throughout the whole thing was like not really hitting with me at all. But I'm I feel like that she looked great, but it was just not a good I'm just so disappointed that you guys clearly did not love her in Scarface. They didn't like her from you know being. Oh, we're not talking women. about those. No, that's that's exactly what I'm saying. I'm not watching Catwoman and Ant Man and the Wasp Contamania. No, and <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, that's the biggest thing though, because it's, I mean, it's Michelle Pfeiffer. Like she, yeah. she's, she's a great actress. And I don't know, I don't like it. 
I think you guys both went to the bathroom, so you guys missed the part where Kang was like doing a bunch of cocaine. So you guys totally okay. Yeah, no, and and I think that was like the thing. I I, I think and again, it's nothing not hating on her because especially you know she she was kind of that that glue that needed to be there to get the story rolling because obviously a lot of it centered around her. Like I think probably one of the most common used words in that movie was Janet <laughs> because everybody <laughs> was like, Oh my God, Janet, 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 Janet. Yeah. yeah. And but yeah, like, I, and it definitely wasn't <laughs> before they got to the quantum realm because, you know, no one can blame her for not sharing her experience. I mean, she was in there for what, 30 years. It was like a long yeah. time. Right. Oh, yeah. And it's like, there was so much to kind of real, like obviously the Bill Murray thing, like her, you know, sleep, like, well, all that stuff didn't matter. Um, I think even the King story didn't really necessarily need to be addressed because she thought he was secured. She thought he was trapped. She didn't think that anything was really going to come out of that. But yeah, once you're in the quantum realm, there was just a lot of that, that I was just like, do you really need to step it up and like kind of become more of a protector? And then people are depending on you. And yeah, there was there was just so much of it. But I, I do like that there was a lot of big focus on her character in a sense of like at least you have someone else to blame besides this king. Now she wasn't a bad guy. I just I thought that she was a little to blame for something. You know, there was like she basically yeah. left King behind and had him really pissed off. And that was the reason why he started going even more murderous. Um and obviously accidentally did give him the suit. Right, because she helped them yeah. fix, but she would have never known. So that you know, that was kind of the, the the story that was really good. You got to find out their relationship, how they built that trust. You know, obviously she wasn't aware, so she finally touched the uh, the engine. Uh, once she touched the engine, she was like, "Oh, I fucked up." But by that point, <laughs> it was too late. He has a suit. Yeah. At least she was able to stop him from like actually leaving. So, uh, Ro, Ro, I'm I'm gonna post this question to you. But was that the Kang the Conqueror that we're gonna be seeing? Like, is he dead? And not to get too ahead of it, but is he dead? Or is there a possibility that that Jonathan's kind of, we're going to see that same version later on? Because to me, like, if you have to have, like, definitive Kang the Conqueror, I almost felt like that guy was it. So the idea of him, like, being gone, it's just not resonating with me. So I kind of wanted to get your take on that, because obviously you're the biggest fan of uh, Jonathan at this point from us. Yeah, yeah. So, so... I I don't think that this like this variant is gone like th- this king the yeah. conqueror I don't think he's gone because he kind of went into the the sphere thing um like uh so so it, it, and that's the thing about uh in, with the MCU that like nobody's ever really dead um yeah. as, as like some people have come back like Gamora uh, but like I I I don't think it's gonna be the last that we see of him. But but either way, like Jonathan Major has arranged to play every variant as as as, 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 seen as, as he, he No, I mean honestly, like now that we got the end credit scene and I kinda been you know kinda listening to other people or kinda hearing theories, like I do feel like that Kang, even though clearly like Michelle Pfeiffer saw that like he was destroying worlds, I feel he was a little bit more of like a defender also. Like he was somebody that was trying to like reach the end of time or he had seen the end of the time. So he was trying to stop this or fight he was fighting with all these other variants. He was almost like he reminded me almost like he was the Rick uh, of the Rick and the other people were like the, the console of Rick. So he was almost like the original Rick and he's fighting all of those, even though the console of Ricks are like trying to get together and like fight this one Kang. So I do kind of like feel like he's not completely gone and I do have hope no. that that bar- variant is going to come back because I do want to see that him working with the Avengers to possibly, you know, stop whatever timeline is going to, you know, be coming soon. Yo, yeah, that, I, was, that was great. The whole Rick, Rick analogy. That was great. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> No, yeah, yeah, and and the the one thing that, that I would say that they see and it totally makes sense as 
uh, as to why he thought he was doing such a good thing. Because um, if, if you notice, he was saying that he was like destroying like whole worlds or whatever. Um, but something that I saw was that the the part of the issue that that the other Kangs had were were the fact that the the console Kangs um, that they were causing incursions. And whenever there's an occasion, both both like universes die and get mm. destroyed. So, so what what this Kang was doing was he was going and he was destroying one of the two so that the other could survive. Um, so, so yes, he was conquered because he was like destroying whole worlds, and uh, but he was doing it in order to save one of them because w- whenever you have this many Kangs, uh, there's and 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 there's no way that they're not going to interfere. With other worlds and and multiverses and all that stuff, so it's definitely gonna cause issues and incursions, and and that's kind of why they probably killed him off too, because he was killing off some of the, those other kings' worlds. But that's mm-hmm. the thing, though. I mean, yeah, banished and all that, but I don't think he's dead whatsoever. Yeah. Um, I mean, first of all, my another one problem with the another problem with the movie that scene where the ants finally take over King, and then everybody gets distracted with freaking Darren, and I'm just like, dude, why wouldn't you go secure the kill? Like, go make sure King is dead. You know, obviously, you're trying to kill everybody, and you're more worried about big old head over here, like Modok, just kind of just laying there. Um, you know, it's a touching part of the story just because at least <laughs> more comedic relief and kind of you know he redeemed himself you know he wasn't an asshole i guess it's part dick. of the Avengers. yeah yeah he wasn't a dick there you go and he was, <laughs> he was an avenger now you know so there was like, a good quality comedic relief but no yeah so then you know that was my first thing i'm like well dang king's definitely not dead he's probably gonna come back like a few seconds later and then he did and then obviously the way that he kind of got eliminated from the movie in a sense died was just that he got sucked into his like engine right but I mean, the same thing too. It's like it's it's following King's stories and variants throughout the comics. It's always been hard. Even like I remember my comic book cards that I had, and then the couple of comics that I had referenced him. There was a couple other variants and other levels of him. And yeah, there's definitely a couple where he does come back to like become a superior being, like stronger than King the Conqueror. So yeah, absolutely, it would be cool if this King is the same King that at the very end of the this MCU like phase four or whatever it's going to be the final movie if he comes back to be the ultimate new version of king yeah you know because you know we're clearly we're going to see a couple other kings in there in different ways that they're going to fight them so no no he can definitely play like a dr doom role where he's helping them he's also had his has his own plans because i do expect him to come back i mean if i have one concern with him and it's the fact that we've already seen two kings or two jonathan myers like die so i have a little bit of concern said is that going to get boring for us as like viewers if we continuously see this kang uh being played by jonathan mayers keep getting defeated keep getting killed and it gets to the point where like okay this is no longer fun for me because every time you guys are facing him sure he's doing some crazy cool stuff or every one of them has like a different ability or whatever however they're going to present it but just the idea that they're constantly going to end up defeating him or it's like okay like that's going to maybe possibly get me a little bit tired of him so i really need to see some scenes with him actually like kicking ass and actually like you know defeating like somebody like thor because like, you, to your point ramon he just got oh, defeated yeah. by a bunch of he just got defeated by a bunch of ants so how am i supposed to take him seriously that ants giant yeah. ants and i mean i know there was a bunch of them but it's like how am i supposed to take him seriously that he could like that uh thor couldn't defeat him or yeah. some variant of um iron man couldn't defeat him so it's just like i wanted to be i want to take him a little bit more serious 
But right yeah. now they're not giving me that for me to be like, oh yeah, this is definitely going to be the, and, and I guess, I guess if you're adding a hundred of his kind, then I guess that makes sense. Cause yeah, maybe a hundred, it's going to be a lot yeah. harder to kill than just one, but I do need to see some kind of like, like for me to really fear him as an individual rather than like this guy that has a hundred different versions and he has like some army. Like, I just want to see him be as menacing as that Thanos was. But but to your point, sorry, real quick, this is super little one. But to your point, I thought that was another rewarding part of the movie too. Is how in the beginning he kind of told Scott Lang, "You're out of your league," oh, right? Best, and yeah. I just remember it was like, you know, kind of true. Like Ant Man by himself, like against King, like what are you really gonna do? And yes, it took a whole group effort, but ultimately it was still Ant Man leading the overall, you know, like the little Naruto of the whole group, <laughs> you know, the, the heart and with his daughter and you know dr pym all of them and he yeah. ultimately like they won right so that was really satisfying to see because it did beat them and they they took them down and yes it took a bunch of ants to really do the final blow but like that's pretty good <laughs> I, I i that was really rewarding to me at least but yeah and i i i do agree with you um and, and i think it was a good moment for ant-man because it kind of like raised raised his caliber you could say because everyone yeah. always underestimates him and then you saw the, uh, in endgame when he like finally like grew huge um became like giant man or whatever he's called when he's big uh but but yeah and then in this movie it was like really his first like solo venture against somebody that's not like in uh like ant-man type of suit Dude, so, the part that yeah. No, I was going to say, the part that I rolled my eyes so hard in was when uh, Ant-Man was in kaiju size, and he was kind of, like, walking, and then I think a bunch of spaceships, spaceships came and surrounded him and started shooting at him, and then I believe, like, the Wasp was like, I'll, I'll hold them back, you keep moving, it's like, like, not to say that the Wasp is, like, not a very serious character, but, like, I just did not believe that she was doing anything to hold her weight, I'm like, I do not believe that the Wasp is, like, actually doing anything in the background as I was, like, seeing her, so that's the only part that, like, I kind of, like, roll my eyes, like, the idea of, like, Wasp helping, like, this kaiju Ant-Man, like, I just didn't believe it. Yeah, and I, I'm kind of conflicted about her role, because, like, I she she's supposed to be like the better version of of Scott Lang because she she had the more training oh she's smarter than him she she has all the experience with the suits uh yet kind of Scott Lang's the really the one that that does everything and she's kind of like a background character uh, compared to him um yeah. it, but I don't know so she's if iffy I guess but I mean and, and, I mean that yeah that could also be the act. The actresses that's kind of been doing some, uh, you know, being a little bit of a anti-vaxxer. So that could also be a reason why they, <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, but that yeah, no, absolutely. And we, we talked about that a little bit with Wakanda Forever, too. It's just sometimes, you know, the things that the actors do kind of, to me, at the end of the day, is still the movie. But I, I definitely agree. It's like she becomes more of a background character. And yeah. I think I've even heard that before, that they would have almost dropped the and the Wasp part of the movie. But they yeah. already built to that in the old movie. So how are they going to do her like that? You know, like mm -hmm. that kind of sucks. Um, but yeah, but they, no, did, definitely but they did drop it in this movie. Oh no, it's still part no, of the movie. It's still yeah, part yeah. of the movie. And the last, yeah. That's yeah. crazy. And, yeah, like, that's I, what I'm saying. It's not. It's irrelevant. <laughs> like, mm -hmm. I mean, she's in it, right? And yeah. you know, again, again, credit to still playing a good role, like still being part of the the whole overall movie and and kind of really being part of it. You know, it's it's fun, and I really enjoyed at least the scene where uh, she helps Scott Lang, um, Ant Man, at this point, um, get out of the the center of the engine. But oh yeah, yeah, that was cool. Definitely got to talk about that scene. Dude, yeah, dude, yeah, that's probably how I should have started. Like when we started talking about this movie, like my favorite scene was when they like were shrinking into the quantum <laughs> realm, and 
like the visuals on it, man. I almost wish we were seeing the movie in three D because I thought that was really, really yeah. cool. Um, yeah. I also enjoyed that part where you know Ant Man's like shrinking down to um, be able to bring that machine down to the the normal size it used to be. Like I, I love that part, and I think it kind of did provide the visuals that I was expecting from Doctor Strange. This movie sort of gave them to me, and I liked that a lot about it. It just was like such a good trip. I mean, from somebody like yourself, Ramon, I think you, when this movie comes on to like, for you to be able to stream, you're really gonna enjoy this watching it. Oh, absolutely. No, and then there was like other things to it too. Like, especially it's funny because we're talking about the wasp. Like, well, we were just a second ago, and then that scene where they're in the engine, right? Um, I just told you guys that I just finished playing that game with Kiara, my wife. Um it takes two and it's all about collaborating and doing things together to kind of like beat these levels. It reminded me of that because it was mm-hmm. literally like you needed one to get the other one out of there. And it's just, you know, but that's kind of how the whole movie felt. And I think that's still a pretty, so pretty enjoyable. And I think to my overall credit of the movie being good, um, I think that collaboration did a lot to it. Even the other support characters, right? All these creatures that lived in a quantum mania or in a quantum realm, um, that were there already. Like, I really enjoyed a lot of them. Obviously, the little blob with no holes. Then, then later in the movie, <laughs> then later in the movie, <laughs> and then he kind of transforms into something that no one even knew he could transform into, right? Like, that yeah. was pretty great. Um, I forget the actor's name, but the guy who plays Chidi in a good place, um, you know, the mind reader, like, you know, he didn't do a oh, lot, yeah. but, but it was still really enjoyable, right? Because he was mm-hmm. one of those that he was kind of, Again, more comedic relief in a good way. Like he kind of was reading people's thoughts. And he was just like, "Stop it! Stop it! Stop it! Like, stop thinking that." Yeah. Uh, and yeah, there was just a lot of characters. I really learned a lot to you know the guy with the big old beam. Um, oh you yeah, know, he, like yeah, yeah, yeah. It, yeah. That's what I'm saying. There was just so many great things to well, the movie in a sense of like small details, and it was well, a team effort all together. Yeah. Well, yeah. somebody we haven't really talked about. We talked a little about him. Was like Modok, and I don't want you guys to like, oh, start yeah. telling me that you guys have been like Modok's fans, so you guys know anything about no, Modok. Because no. even myself, well, I do know, but I do know about Modok, but just not a fan. I don't pay. Nashville knows about Modok. Because no. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's Modok traditionally been more of a X Men villain, or has he yeah. always just been okay? Then because I feel yeah. like I. I don't know if we ever saw him in the 90s X-Men, but I've always kind of like known of Modoc. So I was kind of like really entertained with the idea of him being in this movie. I'm going to be honest. Like when he took off that mask, I was a little bit like every single time that I saw him, like I was just like, like they put the mask back on. Like this is just not working for me. I do like what they did with the character. Like uh, they brought Modoc to the screen. And I honestly, like we were talking about like, you know, that Kang not being dead. I do hope that maybe this Modoc isn't dead. But um, I did like, the character itself, and I wasn't disappointed with what we saw. I think the visuals could have looked a little bit better for him. But I think overall, if you're, like, trying to find a way for, like, somebody, like, just the general public to be understand the idea of what makes Modoc or how Modoc was created, like, I think this was a great way of putting him into the Marvel Universe. I really mm-hmm. think they did a great job with that. Yeah. A, a little different, too, though. I mean, that's the thing. It's, like, the Modoc that I remember growing up and seeing in my comic book cards and some of the comics. I think also maybe Fantastic Four, too. Um, you know, he was actually, like, obviously his face looks different. And he's a little different in his story about how he came to be a little different. But I think for this movie, it was it perfect, right? It, yeah. it worked. It was perfect. It's funny. Added more levels to the movie because you have another character that came back again. Um, and, uh, you know, because, you know, it, it's just you can't get rid of him, basically, is how I felt like. Um, and then even to the final part where he was like, yeah, Scott, you were like my, my best one of my best friends or my best friend. And he's like, I was. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He yeah, was saying that the. the, 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 the that they were like brothers or... yeah they were like brothers yeah, he was like you were like a brother to me and then you yeah. know so it was again it was like kind of a rolling joke but yeah at the end of the day you know for for modok 
like I would I remember what Modoc used to be like very like he was just really smart was able to create a lot he had great technology and then yes he was like a kind of like ultimate kind weapon quirky, type of thing yeah. and mm-hmm. and that's even how they like introduced him well yeah also besides his characteristics like personality wise but the whole fact that they even introduced him as a kind of like a ultimate weapon type of thing and that lasted like a whole one second because <laughs> mm-hmm. once you met and you find out who he actually was it kind of eliminated that for the viewer or at least you know if you've watched other yeah. Ant-Man movies but again it worked for the movie so who cares like what other Modocs existed and what we know uh and you know people just shouldn't be mad about that kind of stuff it's disappointing but we didn't go see Modoc movie you know we went to yeah. see Ant-Man in the quantum mania so yeah it, it worked but yeah, yeah, and and I I kind of I kind of do like how how ridiculous it was. I think it makes sense because because it, it's Mordak. It's not like it's not like a mainstream character, and it's and it's kind of like a ridiculous character because you have a giant floating like prang head, uh, and then they they already have the show with uh, the animated show with Pan Oswald. Um, so and it, not a ton of people know about Mordak, and I really like how they explained it. Uh, on, on like how he came to he be came. because mm-hmm. yeah yeah because when when Jello, uh, Yellow Jello Jacket, Jacket. Yeah. was was uh, shrunken down um like his head didn't shrink as much because of the way that that he was so so that that would explain why he was like that they, then Kang kind of fixed him up and and turned him into Mordok and so yeah he's vengeful and all that stuff and he had his little re- redeeming arc and and becoming an Avenger. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Until you died. <laughs> oh, I'm glad you, um, Ramon's showing us a screenshot of uh, Modoc's ass. <laughs> I think that was my favorite part about the whole Modoc development. Like, it actually, you know, and then, you know, I was saying that too. I'm like, I thought it was kind of cool that they took the yellow jackets. Like, you know, they found the decapitated head with the two little, like, antenna or, like, the legs of the, the helmet. And mm-hmm. I don't know if that was just, like, the people that found him were like, oh, that's meant to be his hands and his legs. But that's basically what he, it became, right? Like, these little mini appendages. Yeah. <laughs> I just thought that was, like, pretty funny. Dude, I do hope that we get another yellow uh, jacket just because in the, you know, I think in the comics and in the, you know, from what I've seen, like, it's always been Hank Pym, the one that turns into yellow jacket. I think it might be because of multiple personalities or some some reason why he takes on the persona of yellow jacket. So the idea of uh, Ant-Man possibly taking on the role of uh, yellow jacket, that kind of excites me because I've always did like the presentation of yellow jacket, especially with like, you know, you're kind of thinking about like Spider-Man, the way he has those uh, metal legs that come from his back, that, that's kind of like similar to Jello Jacket's design, and to me it's a little bit more dangerous. Um, so I do hope that we do get another Jello Jacket, and I do hope that this Modoc becomes a fan favorite, and they just find a way to, like, you know, bring him back. I mean, they mentioned that for one of the Avengers movies, they're going to try to bring everybody that they can back to the movies, um, and this could be from, like, another realm or another dimension, so, like, the possibility of them, like, saying, like, oh, well, this Modoc actually ended up being a big hit, so why don't we just bring another one from a different version, just make him a little bit different to be, be a little bit more with what the comics looks like, so I'm I'm excited for like at least what the future holds. I think this movie did it did exactly that. It kind of got me excited a little bit more about for the future. Yeah, it just reminded me of like because you were just talking about like you know that I'm talking about one of the movies will bring a lot of the characters back, and it just reminded me too earlier when we were talking about how we wanted to see a king that was doing more physical fighting um, and just kind of more active in that like role, and it just got me thinking. I'm like, yeah, that needs to happen. Like, not necessarily a Thanos kind of scene when you know they're they're fighting and everybody's like punching it out and doing these crazy things, but I think one of the things that I'm excited about, and again, I'm backtracking, but one of the things I'm excited about King and the very that we get to see in the different 
you know, possibilities of what movies is going to be included. I don't think we'll get tired of him dying um, as long as they do it. Every every story has something way different about him, you know. Yeah. Like, you know, we already had two versions of him. I think they're significantly different. Um, obviously they could have expanded more on him being Kane the Conqueror. And this one, I wish we would have seen more scenes of some of his like, you know, probably couldn't be too long, but I think more glimpses of some of his um conquests and his fights and things like that. But I think, yeah, if you ever get a movie where he is fighting, like you said, Thor. Um, and any other character that's kind of more superior, more strong, I think that would be yeah. very satisfying. And sorry, I just I had mean, to go back to that because I kept on thinking of that. I'm like, dude, yeah, he no. needs to fight. Yeah. No, dude, and I mean, like, honestly, like, even now we're, when once we're done with this review, I'm going to come out thinking that Kang is another, like, kind of sort of a version of going back to, like, Rick, because he's going to have all this, like, he has all this technology from the future. So, obviously, we probably didn't see, like, the full extent of, like, what his powers are. So, just the idea of, like, him actually being able to do crazy or cast, like, crazy things that I can't even, like, tell you what they're going to be, that's going to be, like, really amazing, and I need them to go to that level. And I think there's a reason, like, why we didn't find out or we didn't see some of these, like, like things that he's done in um in some of these other universes because they probably are gonna like kind of like try to redeem him and give him like a backstory that hey like because I, I know in the comics he had a wife and i think the whole reason he's also like in the comics trying to like go back in time is like maybe find a solution to like save his wife or whoever whatever his love interest well, is. i think that's his biggest weakness yeah it's love or falling in love yeah so i think there's gonna be a lot of like different layers to that character man so i'm like you know not saying that i'm already like like speculating or like you know, trying to like write it out, but I do feel like once we get a full story of his background, like all of us are gonna be like a little bit like demons there, like crying our eyes out, like oh my god, like this this guy's uh, yeah, just trying to table this whole time. And well, already, well, yeah, well, because he's 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 a descendant of of Reed Reed Richards, which is Mister Fantastic. Yeah, and then yeah. He, he's also supposed to be a descendant of Doctor Doom. So so so. He's obviously going to be like a genius, which is yep. why you have like the the Council of Kings. But then also in the comic, you have the con- the Council of of, of uh, Reeds or Richards or whatever they call him, where Reed Richards kind of does his own thing too, yeah. but but without kind of being evil and destroying. <laughs> yeah. But but yeah, like it, it's it. I, I am interested to see kind of how how they go because whether they bring this Kane the Conqueror back or like a similar version. Um, or a more powerful version, or 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 just one of the other variants. Um, I'm 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 just very interested because, like I've said before, Jonathan Major definitely has the range. Yeah, uh, to play good and bad. So, and, and yeah, what? as long as they don't keep giving us like, or they don't give us like a silly one or a cheaper one or one that's just not, you know, like. Mm, dollar store version of him where he's just gonna die to like anyone i mean ant-man and squad was enough like that was like that was i i believe that one right because they had ants Mm -hmm. they had all these other things fighting him that was believable but yeah if you put him in a random movie with some superhero that's just doing it alone and beats him that's you're gonna be like yeah i don't i don't know about this (laughs) it's just thanos is so hard to top it's just because i don't know one of our first introductions leading to like the Ben or like when the first Avengers movie started, the the one um end was it Endgame or what was the the one Infinity War? Infinity War. War. I mean, he's the movie freaking starts with like Thanos going one on one with the Hulk, and right now just the fact that Ant Man was able to defeat him like one on one, just punching each other, like it's like how are you supposed to? How am I supposed to believe that the punch the the Hulk can punch you and you're able to like for one survive that punch or two 
be able to like grab it and like like bring it like hit him as well like i just like i don't believe that so you need me you need to help me believe that he can fight thor he can fight the incredible hulk because if not captain this, marvel captain Adam Warlock. oh my god captain marvel yes <laughs> forgot about well, any of the marvels and then the, the x-men are coming too so yeah yeah. So no, I mean, uh, does anybody want to give Michael Douglas any love before we leave this? Um, <laughs> I, I, I was going to bring him up earlier, and, and in this way, I was going to be like, "Well, what about Michael Douglas? Like, you know, like he was there too." No, I mean, obviously, at the end, what he contributed to the most was just obviously bringing the ants. Which I, 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 obviously, we were in the movie theater, and there was no need to ever like guess because obviously, we all kind of know bits and pieces of what could happen. But that was one of my guesses when they were all falling into the quantum realm and uh, ants fell in there. I'm like, they're going to come back. I just didn't imagine they were going to come back a, a thousand years more experience <laughs> and all this crazy stuff. But I thought they were going to come back like as a giant. You know, we talked about this outside the theater. Yeah, like, I'm like, I thought they were going to come back as like big old ants, you know, still with their helmets, still being able to do whatever they were doing technologically. But that was, a, you know, nice. And again, I'm crediting the ants more than I am Michael Douglas. Good. But again, that, that's kind of like his role, right? He is like the ant whisperer. And that was pretty cool that, yeah, when you were hearing his um, earpiece go off, and I was wondering, I'm like, is that the ants again? Like, because that's the only time that I've noticed that he kind of like has to thing with them. Um, but I also kind of, again, when they it, came, I was like, yes. They, they didn't Before. talk, right? The ants didn't talk. Like, they talked no, to him to no. like the middle. Okay. Yeah, it it like, just... They would have called them like daddy, but. Uh... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, and I'm kind of glad they didn't because, yeah, at the end of the day, we had too much other goofiness and silliness. But no, I mean, I, I'll tell I mean, that. But, like, but, yeah. But I mean that's what he is. He's like their god because in a in a way he gave them the ability to like be able to They're think on their own. Yeah, Papa. so it's just kind of crazy. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I mean I mean with him I think it was just like, you know, he was very grandpa version in this movie like, you know, I was he was there for Cassie and you know, he was doing the secret experiment with her and I thought that was pretty cool. Um, I thought another cool part for him again not really doing much for his character. Um, but when he at the final part he um what's it called uh repeats that one phrase from the from, from the, the book, book. <laughs> the line from the book i wish i had some of those lines remember because yeah, i thought they were pretty pretty funny <laughs> yeah mm -hmm. and it's like you know so that's the kind of stuff that yeah maybe he didn't do a lot besides contribute to being the ant king and bringing the ants to the fight um but you know he was there he was he he did a lot of great things that were kind of contributing sure. to the character development of cassie scotling you know reinforcing the fact that he is uh, you know he was giving him some love and he loves that and you know, it was good I, I i hated him and janet because he's you know he knows that she did stuff while she was down there for 30 With years murray, yeah. but to not tell him any of that stuff you know not necessarily about bill murray's character but about king like or about like a civilization down there especially because like anything yeah, yeah, especially because Hank Pym is a scientist, you know, and his thing was researching the quantum. Like, he's he's researching the fucking quantum realm, and she yeah. told them nothing about the quantum you realm. You know, and the Pym particles. Yeah. For this reason. And for anybody saying that Michael Douglas couldn't catch somebody like Michelle Pfeiffer, I would recommend that you go and look at his real wife, because then that'll tell you <laughs> that he's... <laughs> Like even not not just like that character, but even the Michael Douglas himself. Like he can pull some like young, uh, very attractive women. So I do not doubt for a second <laughs> that uh, he doesn't have something special. 
Nah, man, and he was, I mean, he's still the original Ant-Man in there, so it's like, yeah, he did so much, and oh, it's yeah, just one of those right. things, yeah, and, and, you know, but again, at this point, it's more like Grandpa Pim, like, right. but, uh... Um, Raul, I need you to do this motion, put your hands like this, push them forward, and navigate us out of here by closing out this segment. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> well, I'm not going to do that with my hands, because I have no idea what <laughs> you were talking about. Like, what uh, kind with, of motion is that? With, with, with uh, Michael Douglas, when he's piloting the ship, he, like, yeah. uh, the, the spaceship or whatever. Oh, yeah, like, yeah with the... Uh, with the things that like came and sucked the, sucked yeah. him in. Uh, but, yeah, he he was he was fine. Um, but yeah, he 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 was definitely the the, the grandpa Pim. Um, that, that, that grandpa he was. Pimp. Yeah. Uh, was that gonna like, me? like like pimp or pim? Pim, but you know, I guess he has ants. <laughs> Those are his bitches. The ants. Yep, use them how you yeah. want. <laughs> Poor ants. <laughs> All right, well, guys, thanks for uh, bringing some laughs to my life, and I hope you, whoever's still listening to this review, enjoyed this uh, review. Um, if you have anything to say, you know, feel free to tweet us. I'm still waiting for our first tweet. Uh, so if anybody ever makes it to this far, I will give you a special surprise if you, uh, you know, you tweet at us and tell us what you think of our episodes. But um, again, I don't well, think Carlos anybody's making it this far. <laughs> hey, Carlos got good surprises, guys. Let's go. All right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Well, I'll talk to you. Have a have a good one. Bye. Bye.